Welcome to Crossing the Line, a podcast brought to you by Eagle Center for Leadership's Dr. Larry Little. Thank you for listening today. In this episode, we're excited to bring back Dr. Nick Gillespie. If you haven't already done so, we invite you to subscribe and get notifications when new episodes are dropped. You can find Crossing the Line on iTunes, Spotify, or on our website in the show notes. You can also watch this episode and other Crossing the Line episodes on YouTube by searching for the channel Eagle Center for Leadership. Now, let's join Larry and Dr. Nick Gillespie. Hey guys, today on the podcast, uh, we have Dr. Nick Glisby. Now, you may remember him. We had him on uh, in the past, but he is he's a physician. He's the medical director at Complete Family Care and at Eagle Counseling, but he's much more than that. He's an incredible leader. He is a dear friend of mine, and I love talking with Nick because we have these crazy conversations that can go anywhere because his mind is, is just so brilliant. He thinks outside of the box, and so today we're going to have a different kind of podcast. Nick has 10 value statements that he kind of lives his life by things that he's learned throughout his career. And so we're going to take those and let him comment on those. So you're in for a treat today as we just talk as friends talk. But it's about the things, well, the top 10 things, the the top 10 statements that he values. So I'm not going to do a voiceover today. We're just going to jump in because I want you to hear the whole conversation. I will tell you this. Get you um, an ability to, to take a note, whether it's on your phone or old school you know, pen and paper, but you might want to jot down some of the things that he says. Certainly you want to jot down these value statements. Well, let's jump into it. Here's Dr. Nick Glispie. It is truly an honor to have Dr. Nick Glispie here with us. And it's really cool that, that I get to interview people like him and learn from him and learn from these leaders here on Crossing the Line. But what makes this especially cool is I get to just be with somebody that I love and we get to have a conversation and learn from somebody that I truly, I don't only really like you, Nick, I love you. I love you and I like you. So welcome to Crossing the Line. Well, Larry, thank you very much. And you know that feeling is mutual. I, I love you too, man. Well, we're going to have a little fun today. Now, we're going to do something different, out of the box, and we've talked about how you're an out-of-the-box thinker. You're, you're an anomaly. You're different. You're a brilliant man, different physi- uh, a brilliant physician, but you're different in that you also love people. So and, you're uh, saying I'm eccentric. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, I would not say that, maybe. So maybe so. <laughs> I, um, I think that I just want to hear from you today. You, you did something really interesting when we talked about who you are we talked about you putting together some things for us to kind of look at your past and last time we were here we walked you through your childhood and what a great time you had as a child and you know what and i probably listened to that more than anybody else and this this counseling thing is great because what you did was walk me through my childhood which i hadn't really done before i went back and listened to that probably a dozen times and actually learned from that and uh, I love it's, it. it's made things a little better for me. <laughs> well, a little self-awareness. A little, yeah, a little more know, self-awareness. I love that. <laughs> well, today we're going to take a different turn. Is that all right? That's fine. I, I want to do something a little bit different. You, you've listed when you kind of gave me and our team, you said, this is, this is kind of my Vita. This is my resume. This is, these are some things you can look at. But you did something incredibly unique. You put your value statements, not, not just one. They're really not even value statements. I think they're, they're value uh, sentences and statements, but but they have practical application. So they're, we could say they're practical comments, but whatever they are, 
You've listed 10. Well, Larry, at my age, uh, you asked me to make a, a resume, and, and this is sort of the final resume. So what I did is kind of wrote down the things I've done and been involved in over my life, but also what I learned from them. And so that's mm. what those statements are. Man, I love that. I don't like that you said you're final. I don't like that. Well, you're, yeah. <laughs> you're just a young thing. I'm ready to slow down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I totally understand. All right. So then let's learn from your years of experience. Let's right. learn from your wisdom. Here's we're gonna go we're gonna do Nick's top ten. Okay. Is that cool? That's Nick's fine. top ten. So here we go. Nick's top ten. And then I just want you to, to tell me why and what you think and why'd you put that down. Value statement number one. Genuinely connect with people. Live your best life by bringing out the best in others. Well, you want folks around with you that are functioning at their best. And so to do that, uh, work to bring out their best. It's, it's amazing to me how little encouragement people need and how they don't get any. Mm. And so uh, uh, just learn who you're, who you're around. Yeah. Learn what, what they're about. And we talk about intellectual qu- quotient. We also talk about emotional quotient. Right. Learn both. Uh, yeah. Learn, learn yeah. what you're dealing with because, uh, and, and let people be who they are and achieve what they can achieve and then encourage them to do that. I mean, it, it's, it's, you can't take somebody who has a, um, a, a, an intellectual quotient less, much less than yours and expect them to be you. Right. And, and I think it's, uh, it's very often we do that. And, you know, that, that goes back to, uh, I think it goes back to the time we were born. When we were born, uh, we were very dependent. Uh, <clears throat> our gestation is nine months and probably could be a couple of years, Yeah, as complex as we are. Our mom is there to protect us, to feed us. She's equipped for all that. She's also there equipped to uh, protect us from our dad because he's not (laughs) equipped like she is. And so she's got that responsibility too, which uh, she's going to choose that mate for. And it sounds like I'm getting off track, but I hope I'm not. So around the age of two, we begin to uh, – be stressed to tar- start taking care of ourselves. We're, we're beginning to expect to be weaned. You know, we're expecting to start feed ourselves, take care of our own toiletry and that kind of stuff. And we do that with some resistance. That's just human beings. Right. Well, so we accept that with some resistance and we, and we continue to go on. But we're still very self-centered people. And so we think about ourselves. We think about, well, this is, you know, I'm doing the best I can. And so this is the right way to do it. Mm. There's lots of right ways to do things. There's lots of different people. Um, um, as an example, let's say uh, uh, you're in a truck and there's you've got a bunch of people in the cab. Four, four, there's five people in the cab. So uh, uh, and the truck runs out of gas and the gas station's up the hill, but you can push it there. So everybody jumps out to push the truck. Some people are in heels, some people in tennis shoes, some people who can put, you know, it'd be great if everybody's from the gym that jumped out right. in gym clothes and pushed the truck, but that's not us. I mean, we're all right. different. Uh, and so four people get back to push the truck, and one of the guys is like, well, there's no room here. And so he jumps in the bed and starts pushing the cab. Well, his intellectual quotient <laughs> is probably not quite there. And so there's going to be somebody there that says, you know, come, come on down, hopefully right. in a nice way. And right. he's pushing, pushing together. 
So, so know your people, mm. uh, uh, know their capabilities, uh, and encourage them to be the best they can be. I love that. And, I, I and love when you it. do that, uh, it's going to bring out the best in you, and plus your life's going to be a lot, lot better, a lot happier. Well, that's just a, a great statement, and it is indicative of who you are. And that word genuinely at the very beginning of that, it's just who you are, Nick. I've seen you be genuine with with your patients and your practice, regardless of their socioeconomic status. I've seen you be genuine with people who have incredible IQ, uh, and and you've been around that. You, my goodness, you've studied everywhere and and have been exposed to all kinds of of intelligent people but at the same time you have an ability to be genuine to help people to be the best they can be where they are in their life it's a great value statement and i think as i was saying uh, as we go through life we continue to have that feeling well you know i'm doing the best i can and so if everybody would just do things like mm. i'm doing it then everybody would be doing the best they can and that goes back to our when we're born, I mean, you know, you know, we're, we're kind of resistant to look outside our head to see other people and the way they do mm. things, and, and I think that's important. Uh, and if we don't, if we don't watch it, um, um, things can creep in uh, uh, where we judge certain people by the way they look. Yeah, and yes, uh, good word. Not only by the way they think and their abilities, but simply by the way they look. I mean, we may look at somebody and go, well, you don't look like me, and so you're not capable of doing what I do, and so I'm going to think less of you. So good. And so yeah. we can't do that. Yeah. And, and again, I think that's something in, um, inherent in being a human being. It is. And my goodness, Nick, we're only going to get like your top three if we don't move. So okay. I'm going to move right. you to the well, next We'll one. do what we can. Okay. <laughs> Number two, you can't do everything. Decide what you can do. And go at it with both hands and mitigate the rest. Um, I was in school at uh, UAB in, 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 uh, re- in residency, and I was about halfway through my residency as my junior year. And I was invited by the dean of the uh, medical school, the uh, CEO of University Hospital, and the chairman of the department to go to Moulton, Alabama, because they were administering a hospital up there that was failing. It was... Uh, it was it was going down, and they they chose me to go up there and and uh, help them with mm. that hospital. And so I made the decision that you know we can't be everything in Moulton, Alabama, but what we do, we can be the best at what we do. And so decide what you can do the best at, mm. and and go after that. Uh, uh, and mitigate the rest. So one of the things I did was, and I like to brag back then. Um, that I could get somebody on the uh, cath table at UAB from Moulton, Alabama, quicker than I could from my clinic at UAB because I put mechanisms in place to get them there. Wow. So that's mitigating the rest. So what you can do, uh, do the best you can, and don't compare yourself to what others are doing. Look at what the best is Mm -hmm. and and go after Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. I love that. I, I love that value. And figure out what you can do. Do it to the best of your ability. And mitigate the rest. That's important. That, that I think that last little statement, not to allow what you can't do to become an obstacle and a barrier to what you can do. Right. You, you can, can, you can do that the best, too. You just put the mechanisms in place to make it happen and, and, and outsource it. I love that. Which leads us to statement number three. And it says, to achieve the best, compare your efforts to excellence, not to someone else's effort. 
Right. That's One great. of the things I, I ran into um, uh, as I was starting this uh, endeavor there was um, the culture was that, okay, they're saying we have to do this because lots of regulations were coming down then. Uh, mm-hmm. Things were changing. Uh, before then, doctors really didn't have doctor notes. Uh, right. and, and so everything's changing. <laughs> uh, uh, and we're moving towards everything being on the computer. Um, and uh, the culture was, well, all right, they're saying we have to do this. Let's see what the hospital in the neighboring town is doing and do what they're doing. And I thought, why would we do that? Why won't we look at what they're saying we need to do and, and then study to find out how to do that the best and just do it the best? I mean, just right. because we're a smaller hospital uh, doesn't mean that we should be inferior to a larger hospital just because of the size. Um, and so that's my take on that, and that's, that's, so good. that's you, how I approach that. You know, if we could learn that, look, let's look at what what is excellence and stop comparing ourselves to others. Let, let's define what good is and go after it instead of comparing ourselves to what others are doing and wishing we could do what they That's great. It's great. It's just great wisdom. Okay, number four, aspire to understand what you know then teach with discernment. So many times um, I'm exposed to teachers um, that don't really understand what they know. Mm. Uh, I don't mean to sound bad, but it's, it's just the way. Uh, they're full of data. Uh, they're, full of, uh, um, they're full of graphs. Uh, and, and they're full of pride. <laughs> to tell you the truth. Mm. And, uh, and uh, mm. you, you leave that feeling confused. Now, I'm also exposed to people who actually take the time to look at the data, understand the data, and, and, and come from that perspective, uh, understanding what they know. Sure. And that has actually led me to choose where I do my continuing education. Um, uh, some, mm. some places you may get a couple of good lectures, but there are institutions around uh, where uh, those institutions have attracted those people who have the understanding mm. and they want to go there. Mm. Uh, and so there's a, a bigger concentration of those. So um, if you're going to teach, take some time to, uh, to understand actually what you know and how it applies. Um, and that's simply what that means. Well, you know, Nick, some people think teaching is you stand up and lecture and one size fits all. What you're teaching us here is teach with discernment. It goes all the way back to what you said in your very first statement. Know who others are. Bring out the best. And we can't bring out the best in others if we just teach from a generic mindset of I'm going to lecture regardless. But instead, teach with discernment. Know who you're teaching. Know their capacity. Know your stuff. I think, you know, it's it, it, one of the most difficult things i found is to take something, and you do it so beautifully, but you take something that's complicated. And a great communicator has an ability to take something that's complicated and narrow it down and communicate it into something simple. So you know, and you it. just explained me. I need it simple. Yeah. And so somebody gets up and tells me all the data. It yeah. doesn't simplify it for me. Right. I, I miss too. out. And right. so I have to go to those folks that actually understand <laughs> what they know so I can learn it. I love it. Number five. The authority that you accept is the authority you have. Accept worthy authority. As a physician, uh, I am given authority to practice medicine. I'm given the privilege to practice medicine. 
by the Alabama Board of Medicine, uh, Alabama Board of Medical Examiners. And uh, uh, I'm under their authority. Now, I can uh, go beyond their authority and do what I want to and disobey the rules. Uh, and if I do, I get caught in a scenario, well, you did that last time. So why can't you do that again? Mm -hmm. So you need to accept worthy authority mm. uh, and, and, and stay within the rules of that. That way, you don't get caught on a slippery slope. Yeah, I think that's something that um, we really have a lack of in today's society. We, we don't understand authority. We think all authority is, is bad. So we, we don't understand how that can actually set a structure and accountability and really help us to perform at a higher level. Without being given authority, you have no authority. That's right. You're just, well you're, said. You're, 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 you're flapping in the wind. Well said. All right, number six. I hope, listeners, I hope that you are taking notes like we talked about earlier in the intro because we're just reading these and we're moving kind of fast. So jot this stuff down and go back and kind of think about it again. Number six. Be compelled to teach yourself new things with passion and purpose. I love that one. Be compelled to teach yourself new things with passion and purpose. Well, that goes back to uh, what we were talking about before, do the right thing for the right reason. Well, if you're looking for doing things, look for the right reason to do it. Learn to do that uh, and have some passion about mm. it. Uh, uh, um, I, I'm, I inherited my passion, I understand. Gillespies are very passionate people, ah. and so, uh, so I inherited some of that. And, and, and you know me, I, I, I have lots of passion. You do have lots of passion. <laughs> and some to the point you have to calm me down. Well, that's, that's what friends do, but you also live a life on purpose. You, you have a purpose greater than yourself for what you do, huh? Well, um, gosh, that's, I never thought about that. A purpose greater than myself. Um, it's fun to have a purpose. Uh, without a purpose, uh, where are we? Mm -hmm. And I see so many people struggling today, as, as I also uh, uh, practice uh, psychiatry in my practice, struggling, and their main struggle is they, they don't have a purpose. They don't have a purpose. Um, and, and I'm concerned um, that we're putting off raising our kids these days, and somehow societally we've, we've, we've decided to do that, um, and that wasn't true when I was growing up. Right. Uh, we were raised, you know, we were raised right on time. Uh, now we have kids 35 years old living in a basement. What's that? What's that? About? Right. I mean, what's yeah. going on with it? What's and going on with that? And these, these are people without purpose. I'll tell you, and, it's, it's, I think it's one of the, the greatest dilemmas we're going to face in the future is how do we teach a generation to live on purpose and not to live pur purposely, if you will. I know at Eagle, and one of the things I think I think with that, Larry, is, and I just heard this new kind of definition that, that resonated with me about the difference in liberal and conservative. Um, liberal, uh, in this definition, was um, we don't really do what the last generation did. Every generation is new unto mm. itself. Mm. That's liberal. That's conservative, I like this. Conservatives is well, no, we look back and mm -hmm. we take those things we learned from those past generations and we bring them forward. Mm. Now, uh, we've become more liberal. Uh, mm. uh, we used to um, really depend on those things that we actually found in the Bible. Right, uh, and right. That's wisdom from the ages. It is. Why would you choose not to do that? Well, it's liberalism versus conservatism, mm. I think. 
And, and, and based on those definitions, I, I think we should learn from the past right. and to, to, to go into the future. Oh, oh absolutely. I, I was just going to say here, here at Eagle, we are driven by our purpose. We're driven because we realize what we do is a calling that's greater than ourselves. And that's exactly what you're doing and what this purpose statement is or this value statement says. I think we could all learn from that. Let's, let's live on purpose. All right, number seven. To make a difference, first determine what's legitimately needed. Speak to that. Well, we can do all kinds of things, and uh, we don't want to just be spinning our wheels. We want to do something with purpose. We want to make a difference. Um, when we don't choose legitimate purposes uh, and we don't go after those purposes, we have to look at our motivation. Uh, and without really good purposes, our motivation is likely going to default to our compulsions, which is going to be greed mm. and, uh, wow, and power. Yeah, that's so good. Uh, and that's throughout history. Uh when we do things out of a motivation of love, uh, it, mm. it all changes. Mm. Uh, and so um, that's, that's just simply to say that. We, uh, we need to choose a, a purpose, and, and if that purpose is love, uh, that's, that's more of something, a conscious decision. It's not so much a, a compulsion. It, it is. And, and you know so what? things move forward. We can make a difference all over the place, but if we're if you're making a difference and it's not legitimately meeting my need, then you're really not making a difference for me, all right? right. But if you love me, you're going to know what I need, and you're going to try to. There make you go. It's, love it's that. A, and when you love somebody, love you step it's in. Good. Oh, and so love it. Lean ma- in. Making making that decision to love somebody, I think, is a Stepping. conscious decision. Really good. And so when you love somebody, you step in. And so I think those folks you're working with, make a decision to love them. Mm. That don't mean that you're going to have sex with them. That's <laughs> that's a compulsion. Okay, and some people confuse that. Uh, when you love them, that just means you're going. To, you've actually made a commitment to step That's exactly in. Exactly right. If you made a decision, wait a minute. You can't love your employees. You got to right. stay neutral. Then you don't step in. You don't, That's you, right. You stay back. I love that. All right. Number eight. Speaking of work, why should work be any less fun than leisure? Choose to enjoy your work and have fun. Oh boy, my dad loved to work, and he uh, he made sure we had plenty of that, and he made sure that we loved to do that too. Um, I'm working and I get this question all the time. When are you going to retire? When do I need to look for another doctor? And my my answer is, I hope that you have to cancel your appointment the day they bury me. Love that. Uh, I can't think of anything that would be more fun for me to do every day than go to work. I love the people I work with. I love the people I serve. Uh, And uh, because I love them, partly, they seem to love me back. And I can't get that anywhere else. Mm. Get, it in, get it in the family, but you know what? I spend more time with those people at work yeah. than I do with my family. Absolutely. And not to discount my family, but uh, right. but 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 it's it's just so important. Why not have fun? All right, number nine. When your goal is to make things better, your goal will obviously involve change. There is always opposition to change. The opposition will test and prove you. So expect opposition and embrace it. However, don't sacrifice the ideal in appeasement of it. Um, that sounds kind of complicated, but it's not. It's just uh, you're, everything, change is difficult. Uh, change needs to happen, but it's difficult. Uh, and it's difficult for people to do. And you may see a need to change. Other people may not, and so they're going to oppose it. It's just right. natural. That's right. Uh, now, sometimes they oppose it for good reasons, and so you need to listen to those reasons. Sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, make make sure that you're headed in the right direction, and 
like we said before, sometimes people just don't know what they like. Make sure that you are making the change. You're not just giving in to people that really, if they could see that the change would make a difference. So you have to do some teaching in that. Mm. So make sure they understand why the change mm. is needed, I guess, and then move forward. I love that. And I love what you said. Expect opposition. In fact, embrace it. You know, And don't let it change your ideal, but anything worth going after is worth fighting for, right? And you're going right. to have opposition and obstacles in life. What a great lesson. Whew, that's a good one. All right. Number 10. All right. Are you ready? I'm, I'm ready. Here we go. Number 10. Give of yourself to relieve suffering, including your own. Wow, that's so good. Spread your joy and cherish your relationships. Give of yourself to relieve suffering, including your own. Spread your joy and cherish your relationships. Had a conversation with one of my patients just last week, and it was so fun. Uh, he came in. He said, I got to tell you. He said, uh, I came in here the other day and you came in the back door and you were smiling. And you were saying good morning. And, and uh, I asked the, the lab tech, I said, boy, he's in a good mood like that today. And he, he said, she said, he's like that every day. And he said, I'm like that too. And see, he wanted to share that I with love me. It. And I love this guy. I've always <laughs> loved this guy because I never meet him even when he is and I've seen him very ill, mm-hmm. even when he's ill, yeah, that I did illness. not leave that relationship, that meeting, feeling better. Uh, share your joy. Wow. Uh, and it's it simply as, as putting a smile on your face. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if you don't do that, put a smile on your face as you walk into the grocery store and just see what happens. Just yeah, see what, what happens. What wisdom. It's a choice, isn't it? It's, it is absolutely a choice. Wow, that's awesome. So next top ten. Um, next, next top ten. It's amazing. Now, I want you to think, and, and then we're going to wrap this up. We could do this all day. I could listen to you and learn all day long, but we need to. I guess we need to draw this podcast to a close. But I want you to think about this. What would you say to to those leaders, those those young, aspiring leaders, to, to people who are just trying to figure this thing out, they're, they're trying to figure out who they are, what they want to be, what they want to do, what would you say to them? Just one or two things that you would say, hey, here are some things you need to think about in your leadership journey and your life of leadership. If you're going to be a leader, and, and I'm very lucky, um, and I just read your book, and I'm oh, your, your you. book, and I'm very lucky that my natural tendency is to live above and below the line. I'm, mm. I'm a monkey, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm a lion. Yeah. And uh, sometimes my lion. Um, uh, brings on some controversy that my monkey don't really like. Right. And so there's some internal conflict with that. Uh, but what I would say is is you, you need to learn to, live, to lead above and below the line. That's great. The line. And you need to know who's around you. Uh, I've got a new girl that's working right beside me, and uh, uh, she worked for me years ago, and she's back again. I'm happy she's back. I'm leaving. I'm losing a girl who was a turtle camel. Mm. And let me tell you, that turtle camel, I learned so much from her. I am such a better person from her. I am different on this microphone today because of her, Mm. just because I would come out being my wild monkey upset about something, (laughs) and she would say something so gentle, so quiet, and just Mm. reduced me uh, to, to, to just what I needed to be reduced to uh, by saying something as simple as, well, they love you so much. <laughs> and you just go, oh, but I want to be mad right now. So, so know, know that. Well, this girl's coming in, and she is a, and, uh, she, she's a monkey camel too. And so 
uh, I needed the monkey. I, I needed the uh, the uh, ca- turtle uh, camel there doing doing my doing the data entry, and mm-hmm. now I've got a person who is a uh, monkey camel. And what I'm going to have to do with that person is we're going to have to keep our monkeys under control. And she's already you, pointed you that out. You guys will have a lot of fun together. Yeah. If not. <laughs> she, 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 she turns around and she said already a couple of times. She turns around and says, "You need to stop because I'm about to crank her up." You know. So know who you're working with uh, and be able to lead above and below the line. That's beautiful words of wisdom. Thank you for that. Thank you for giving us your valuable time today. You have made us better. You've helped me. I've learned today. And I know that our listeners would say the same thing. Thanks for sharing your heart. Thanks for sharing your your top 10 values. But thank you for being you and for the difference you continue to make in the life of so many. Well, back at you. Thank you for being you. I love you deeply. And uh, uh, it makes all this worth it. Thank you. Man, that was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did, my dear friend. I told you he was all over the place. You never know where you're going to land with Nick. But such insight, such wisdom, a man that's been in medicine for years and years, and yet he's really been in more than medicine. He's been about people, and you can hear that. And I hope that you were able to to take some notes and nuggets away. I hope that it will help you in your life. It certainly helped me. I learned a lot. I hope you did too. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Crossing the Line. This has been Crossing the Line with Dr. Larry Little. Thank you for joining us today. To learn more about some of the concepts you heard about in this episode, you can find Dr. Larry Little's book, Crossing the Line, available to purchase on Amazon or by visiting the link in the show notes. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast or want to learn more about us, contact the show through our website, eaglecenterforleadership.com. Until next time, thank you for tuning in.